we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. Isn't that awesome? We know how the story ends because he wrote it. We don't have to worry. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're you're dealing with. I don't know where you are on the roller coaster of life. I pray that you're all on mountains. I do. I pray that every single one of you are experiencing and you're walking and you are... That's God saying, hey, he winked at you. That's God saying, I'm talking to you. Who did that? But... um. Whether you're on a mountain or in a valley, God is good. God is good. And we know how the ultimate story ends. God has written each one of your stories. God has written each one of our paths and directions. And um, the cool thing is we get to be a part of what he's doing. Now, we get to be a part of God's kingdom. We get to be, you and I get to be his hands and feet while we're down here on this earth. What an absolute mind-blowing thought that we get to be used by God right in this world that we're in, right here, right now. Uh, This past week, I was with pastors, lots of pastors from all over, really all over the country. I think uh, 40-something different states, a bunch of countries, and we all gathered together, and it was an amazing time to be able to just sit and, and discuss what, what different ones is going through. And, and it was also a time to rest and pray for one another and love on one another. And, and I knew what y'all had going on this weekend with Pastor's Appreciation. And again, we say thank you for that. And there was this one word that just kept coming to mind all week long. I'm like, Lord, what do, you, what do I say? How do I bring all of this back? What do I bring back? How do you want me in our context, our Chapel Hill Baptist Church here in Northport, Alabama? What is our, what is the word that you would have for us? And it was, it was simple, it was love. The word love just poured. I just, I just constantly thought these, these two passages that we're going to look at this morning was, was just all through my mind, all week long. I mean... From the guys and, and their wives, it was the pastors and their wives and the whole team that puts it together and makes it all possible and just the love that was shown to us and, and the love that we know our God and our Savior pours out on us regularly and, and to think that we get to be, we get to be His representatives right where we are. And, and that's what I want you to think about this morning. Hear the words I say, but I want you to think about yourself. Don't, you didn't just come to church this morning. You, you came not just to be challenged, but to be reminded, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, God has you specifically somewhere in His kingdom. You may be at work or school You may be in an office, you may be in construction, I don't know where you are, construction, you may be making things, or you may be selling things, or or doctors and hospitals and, I don't know, nursing. You, You, this room is in lots of places throughout our week, and God puts you there. 
And when we think about love, when we think about how we are His representatives, we are literally His ambassadors. You're His ambassador right there. Not in that pew, but right there. Starts in those homes. It goes to those businesses. It goes to those places. Right where God has you planted is where God wants to use you. Where God wants to allow His Spirit to just be fleshed out in who we are. He already knows how the story's going to end. Okay? But till then, till then, it's like you, you could almost pray, Lord God, what do you want me to be? Who do you want me to be? How do you want me to be till you take me home or until you come get me? Who do you want me to be for you and your kingdom? God, how, how can I be your representative? How can I love the way you love? How can I be to them who you are? Go with me over to 1 John. 1 John chapter 4. Two places just constantly went over and over and over in my mind when he said, what are you, she's like, what are you thinking? Are you, how, are you preparing? I'm like, I'm just thinking. We was riding home on the plane last night late. and We, was, we went into Denver. We left hot and we flew into a blizzard in Denver. It, it's, it's snowing in Denver, by the way. It was a blizzard over there. They had to wash our plane and de-ice our plane we have now i've never been through a plane wash before i was in a plane wash thank you jesus for a plane wash or we'd been casey'd been preaching this morning he was prepared he was already ready i done text him dude i don't know if this is going to happen be ready but these were the texts first john and corinthians 13 1 John chapter 4, don't need a lot of commentary. I said that earlier and then I rambled on for 30 minutes. But it doesn't need a lot of commentary. If you're a Christian in this room, if you're a believer, if you, if you have trusted Christ as your Savior, then this is what the Bible says for, to us, for us. Verse 7, chapter 4, 1 John says, Beloved, let us love one another. Period. It's not rocket science. Let us love one another. For love is from God. You know, so much of Scripture is very simple. We complicate it. Because we... We just complicate it. We think it's hard. It's really not hard. We're to just love people. And again... We're not talking about this room. I'm talking about where you are. Love people where you are. In your circle, in your sphere, in your... Love people. For love is from God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Look at verse, look at verse 8. It says, The one who does not love does not know God. For God is love. It doesn't matter. Here's the deal. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter who they are. You're like, Brother Shannon, you don't know these cats. Yeah, but God put you right smack dab in the middle of them. 
You may be that change agent. You may be that person. You may be. Because the Bible tells us we're to love people because God is love. And, and, and those that are born of God are to love. If we don't, how right there. I want you to, let's do it now. Let's go ahead. I was going to do it later. Let's just do it now. Let everybody put your heads. I want, you to, I want you to ask the Lord. Say, Lord God, where am I? Say that to the Lord. Say, Lord God, where am I planted? And I want you to think around those people. Do you see those people? You see them people at work. You see those people. School, maybe. I don't know. Is it a ball team? Is it a travel ball team? Is it a cheer squad? Is it a band? Is it a family? What is it? Where are you? Guys, that's where you're planted. For such a time as this. That's where you are. Father God, I pray for the next few moments that as we read through your text, God, that every individual that's in this room would realize that this is not, a, this is not just a sermon for the moment. This is a sermon for life. This is not just a getting us to lunch. No, this is a Sort of a course, course shift maybe, a course change maybe. A, or for some, it's a stay the course, God. Lord, and I know as they think around their circles, there's some difficult people. I know it, Lord. There's some hard ones there. But God, I also pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would give these Men and women, boys and girls, the boldness to shine so bright for you, King Jesus, right there for your glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. That's where you're at. Verse 9, by this, the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that he might live through us. That's, that's where the power's coming from. That's where the strength, you're like, you're like, Brother Shannon, I can't. You ain't supposed to. He is. Get out of his way and just let him. You don't know how she is. He knows. You don't know how they are. He knows. And you're living through him. By this, the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. What in the world does that word mean, propitiation? Mercy seat, satisfaction, go-between. Break it down, simple. God did for us what we could not do for ourselves. We had a sin debt that we could not pay. And Christ did it. Christ paid it. He drank the entire cup of wrath. All the sin that you and I and every other person had ever committed had to be dealt with. And Christ there in the garden, sweat, 
drops of blood, literal drops of blood, the man Christ, the God Christ, literally suffered. He was not at all worried about the pain of the whips and the crown and the the whip. He wasn't. That didn't bother him. He knew what was coming. He said, if it be your will, let this cup pass before me. He knew what that cup meant. That's the mercy seat. That's That's the propitiation. That's the satisfaction. That's the appeasement. That's what Christ did. And you know what? That's love. That's how far he went. Christ came on mission to die. I mean, he knew he was going to die. He told them, hey, I'm going to die. And they're like, no, you're not. He's like, yes, I am. I'm going to die, but three days later, I'm going to rise again. He knew what was to come, but he still did it anyway. That's love. The Bible tells us we're to be imitators of God. We're to have the mind of Christ. God is love. And we're His representatives. We're His ambassadors. We're His spokespersons. We're heralds of the good news. And we're to look like Christ. You know, the world says, the world says, you love only if you can get something back. Christ knew he was going to die. Jesus told us, he's like, look, if they killed me, they're not going to like you either. They're not going to like you. Listen, I get it. There's people around you. There's people in those worlds that you literally, and some of you were thinking, Brother Shannon, please don't make me have to go there in my mind. I'm, I'm not there. Listen, that's where you are. That's where Christ went. The Bible says he came to his own and his own received him not. But as, many, but as many as received him, he gave them hope. We're to love. That's, where you're, that's what you're there for. You're there to be Christ to them. You're there to be his hands and feet to them. That's why you're there. You're not, you're not buying time. You're not waiting on the next stop. You're not... You're not, well, when I, when I get out of this, I'm going to finally start. No, right there, right now, you are his ambassador. That's where you are. He's called you. He's gifted you. And he's privileged us with the awesome task of just Living for him right there where he has us. Beloved, verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If, if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. Okay, I told you earlier to bow your heads and to think about where you were and to think about those people. And those of you in this room that has the Spirit of God indwelling you, you started going there and you started thinking about those people and you're, you probably started praying, God help me, help me do that. Devil, devil, devil don't like that. Devil's not going to draw them people to your mind. Devil, devil's going to want you 
Hey, 20 minutes and we're going to eat. Is he done yet? What's that noise? I mean, why? Somebody's coughing over there. He needs a peppermint. I mean, the devil's got your mind chasing a hundred different things, but the Spirit of God has got you sitting there saying, God, I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready. I, I, I don't know why me, why am I there? Why, why didn't you send him over there? But, but I, I'm here, Lord. And, and there's that in there's that abidingness going on. There's that oneness. There's that presence of the Spirit of God that's sitting there with you, abiding in you and nudging you along by this. We know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us His Spirit. Verse 14, we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him. And He in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides in Him. Listen to this. Listen to this. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as He is, listen to this, so as He is, so also are we in the world. As He is, so also are we in the world. So right there, right there, what that's saying is, as He is, because as He is, so also are we in the world. You and I are His representatives right there where each one of you and me and all of us are planted. We are the representatives, the literal hands and feet. As He is, so we are also in the world. We don't have license to do what we want to do, church. We're enslaved to the gospel. We're controlled. We're compelled. We can't just live how we want to. Because we represent Him. We, because as He is, so also are we in this world. We can't just, we, we can't hear that. We can't be that. And then sanctification process, the process of being made into the image of Christ, the process, this is the example. Christ is the example. And when we look at our lives and we line our lives up, the process of sanctification is us repenting and saying, Lord, take that stuff out and, and getting it up. We want our lives to line up with Christ. We want, to, we want to be what He desires for us to be. And here's what we do. When we drift and when we sway, we repent. Lord, I'm sorry, that's not what you desire. And we come back to center. And when we, when we allow ourselves to go over here and, and think things we shouldn't and be places we shouldn't and have attitudes that we, we shouldn't... And not love. We repent and we say, Lord, I'm sorry that I've not where you've planted me, been who you've saved me to be, and I repent of my sins. And He brings us back and He conforms us to the image of His Son. And in that He's well pleased. That's the application. 
That's the, that's the application of you taking this, you taking the love of Christ to those people. Not just a sermon, who you are, who we are in Christ. Verse 17, by this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. That is so powerful. I know how the story ends. God knows how the story ends. But until the story ends for each and every one of us, I know there's times we don't feel it. I know there's times that we step back and we say, why me? But God has chosen us out of this world. He has saved us out of this world for a purpose, and that is to represent Him to a lost and dying world. That's who you are as a Christian. There is no fear, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. Listen, we love because He first loved us. Why do we do this? Because it's His plan. It's who you are. We do it because he first loved us. What if he'd have left us? What, is he, what if he'd have left us traveling on the path we were going on, destined for a devil's hell? What if he'd have, what if he'd have let us go in our own strength, in our own power? How messed up and lost we would have been, but praise God, he saved us. Verse 20, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. The one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. In this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should love his brother also. That's what we do, y'all. It's not a convenient love. It's a sacrificial love. It's not a love in return. It's not a, it's not a I will if they first. Listen, we'd have never turned toward Christ but Christ came to us, not because of our goodness, but because of His love for us. Whoever believes, chapter 5, verse 1, who believes that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God, and whoever loves the Father loves the one, loves the child born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. Go with me over to 1 Corinthians real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love chapter. Ain't that what it's known for? This is the love chapter. This is the chapter that's read at weddings. Oh, that's so sweet. This is the one. They, they put this on plaques that hang it on little neat sheets and overthrows and bedspreads and hangy things and you got it hanging all over. Love is patient. Love is kind. Such a cute little thing. You see the husband, bride and groom up there. Oh, how precious. Look at it like this. The chapter 13, verse 4. Love is patient. 
Guys, we're to be imitators of God. We're to have the mind of Christ. The Bible says God is love, and we are the world. As, Christ, as God is, we are to the world. So basically that's saying when it says love, it says God, but it's saying us too. So you can basically put yourself in those words. Instead of, you know, we always read it, oh, isn't that so precious? Love is patient. No, you are patient. We are patient. As Christians, you know, at any moment, Christ could have called down legions of angels. Or He could have, you know, we say that, He don't need angels. He could have spoke it. He could have thought it. He could have been, oh, and it had just been over. He said, oh, redo. He could have done whatever He wanted to. He was God. He created it all. He holds it all, sustains it all by the power of His Word. But He was patient. We're to be patient. Right there where you are, right there where you're planted. In that, remember that group you went to in spirit earlier? Remember in prayer, that group, that place, that, that circle that you are, that's yours. It's not your neighbor's. It's not them people over there. It's yours. Love is patient. You're patient there. Love is kind. You're kind there. Not just Sunday. Hey, Sunday, let's go to church. Let's put it on. Let's dress up. Let's, let's go play the part. No, that's, that's who you are all the time. And here's the deal. When we're not, when we're not, Lord, I'm sorry. God, God I was angry. I got mad. I was bitter. I, I was jealous. I was whatever. Lord, forgive me. And we come back to center. We start drifting and, and me, 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 me. Lord, forgive me, God. I'm out of your will. Forgive me, God. I help me to love as you love. Help me to walk in obedience to you. We repent and we come back. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not jealous. Listen, if these roots are there, then repent. There's a root of jealousy, then repent. That's not who we are. Love does not brag. That's not who we are. It's not arrogant. That's not who we are. Does not act unbecomingly. Unbecomingly of what? The kingdom. You're, we're representatives of Him. It does not, we do not act unbecoming of something or someone that carries the name, the banner of Christ into a world that is in desperate need of Him. And you and I are right there in the center of that world. And you and I are the representatives of His right there. We don't act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Not provoked. Does not take into account of wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness. But rejoices with the truth. It bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love Never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away with. Listen to this. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child and think like a child and reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully just as I am fully known. But now faith, hope, and love 
Abide in these three. But the greatest of these is love. When I was a child, I used to think as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. As we're becoming, as we're being made into the image of Christ, as we think about how, listen, application of this is growth. Application of this, right where we're all planted, is growth. We go back and we love. We go back and we be His. We go back wherever you're about to go to tomorrow, this evening, tomorrow night, this week. Guys, you're a representative of His. As as God is, you are to the world. I want to bow our heads right there where you are. Simply say this. It's okay to say this. Say, Lord, how? Say, how, Lord? And just listen. How? How am I supposed to do this? How? Show, show me how, Lord. And just listen. Before the foundation of the world, God saw you sitting there. And He loved you so much that He had sent His Son to die for you and to make you His very own. It took Christ everything. It took His life. For you to be gifted with the awesome privilege of being his representative. Guys, there's a lot of distractions. I know everybody else in the office isn't doing it. But you're supposed to. I know everybody else in the room, everybody else at the ball field, everybody else in class, nobody else is doing this. That's why you say, Lord, how? How can I represent you? How can I shine for you? And say this, say, Lord, is there, what is it I'm doing that's hindering it? And guys, when you ask him questions, you got to be quiet and listen. Is it fear? We just read perfect love cast out all fear. Because he's given us his spirit. He ain't going to ask you to do something on your own. He's given you everything you need pertaining to life and godliness. He's given you every spiritual blessings under the heavens. as your sons and daughters sit and they're just they're just talking to you Lord you hear them you hear them God help them Lord help them help them make much of you King Jesus right there where they are 
God, you, you be so big right there where they are, Lord. Blow their minds. Blow their minds and you just show out. Lord, we need you every hour, every moment to represent you well. God, when we drift, convict us. When we get so distracted, convict us. Lord, when we go and think it's someone else's responsibility to convict us. God, help us. Jesus' name. We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.